ready for the word? Yes. Okay, if you're ready, please turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Mark chapter 11, verse 22. The book of Mark chapter 11, verse 22. Mark chapter 11, verse 22. Are you there? Yes. I read. It says, and Jesus answering them, answering said unto them, have faith in God. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I am continuing with my series that I have titled, Understanding the Unlimited Power of Supernatural Faith. Understanding the Unlimited Power of supernatural faith. I want you to understand that every born again believer is redeemed to walk in the supernatural. Every born again believer is redeemed to experience the supernatural. We are not just ordinary human beings. We were made in the image of God. We were created in the image of God. And so it is important for us to walk in the lineage of our calling. Amen. So every human being, every Christian, every believer is redeemed to operate and to walk in the supernatural. It is so important for you to understand this, that we were redeemed to operate in the supernatural. We were redeemed to operate in the what? In the supernatural. And if you operate less below the supernatural, you are operating below your function. Are you following me? And so that's why Jesus came and died on the cross for us. His death is for us to walk in that level of greatness. That's why Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than this shall you do. God wants us to do exploits. Listen, we are not just ordinary human beings. Let me say this again. We are not just what? Ordinary human beings. We are supernatural beings. And today you will begin to see the revelation of knowing that you are a supernatural being. Hallelujah. And so therefore we have established that the God that we serve operates by faith. God operates by what? By faith. If you observe God's ways of doing things, everything he's done from beginning till date is done by faith. That's why the Bible says God calleth those things which be not as though they were. That is faith. God calleth those things which be not as though they were. So God operates in faith. That's why Jesus answered his disciples and said, have faith in God. The things we are seeing must tell you, you must have faith in God. The things we are seeing. You know, last year when God gave us the theme for this year, that is going to be our year of faith, 
God said there were going to be challenges. Specifically as God said it. Now someone might say, so if God said there was going to be all these things, why didn't you pray for them not to happen? Now let me say this. We've always said God reveals to redeem. But most of the time, that is not true. Sometimes God reveals to prepare you to be able to go through what he has revealed. Now God revealed to to Paul that he was going to be beaten when he goes to Rome. He was going to be in prison when he gets to Rome. Paul couldn't pray that out. When he, he got to Rome, he was beaten. He was put into prison. That was why he was able to write the epistles for us to be able to read today. Are you following me? So there are times God will reveal something, but the purpose of the revelation is not for you to be redeemed from it, but for you to be prepared so that you have the ability to go through it when that situation comes. That's why David said, Yea, though I go through the valleys of the shadows of death, I fear no evil. Why? Because God is with me. So, God doesn't necessarily reveal to to redeem. When God told Abraham in Genesis chapter chapter 15, he said, know of a surety that descendants after you will go into slavery for 400 years and after that they will come out with what great plenty. Now, Abraham didn't do anything wrong. God asked him to cut a covenant. Abraham did specifically what God asked. But guess what? God said, no of a surety. (laughs) No of a surety means no matter what prayer you pray, it can't take you out of it. God said they will go into slavery, but they will come out with great plenty after 400 years. And it happened exactly as God said. Unfortunately, Moses prolonged it by 30 more years. So it was 430 years. And when the children of Israel came out of captivity, the Bible said they came out with great plenty. So there are some things you are going through now. You are asking God, why? Why am I going through this? Why are you not delivering me? Well, like Paul, God told Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. <laughs> Say, God, why are you not delivering me? It is for your, pe- it, it is that thing you are going through. One day you look back like Joseph. You say, ah, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. So, so at the end of the day, God will receive the glory. That situation will not receive the glory. That issue you are going through will not receive the glory. God alone will receive all the glory. Hallelujah. I feel I preaching this morning. I just came to teach, but I feel the preaching anointing. Hallelujah. Help me to come down so I can teach. I've got a lot to give you today. Hallelujah. So Jesus said to them, have faith in God. It will take faith to help us to navigate the challenges of life. 
That's why the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if we are going to please God, we must walk by faith. We must walk by faith. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38, it says, the just shall live by faith. Habakkuk 3, 4, the just shall live by faith. Romans 1, 17, the just shall live by faith. Amen. Galatians 3, 4, the just shall live by what? By faith. Amen. So that means if we live outside of faith, God is not pleased. God wants us to live by faith. And above all, he wants us to put our faith in him. So the question we want to ask is, what does it mean to operate in supernatural faith? Operating in supernatural faith is simply having faith in God and doing what you see God do. Let me say that again. Operating in supernatural faith is simply having faith in God and doing what you see God do. Someone will say, how can I see what God is doing so I can also do it. Now, if you are born of God, you must have the eyes of God to see what God is doing. Remember, the Bible says that you hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. So when you are born of God, you know the voice of your father. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 5 verse 19, the Bible says that then Jesus answered and said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the father do. For what things soever he doeth, these things also doeth the son likewise. So in effect, we just mirror what we see our father do. We mirror the image. What we see our father do, we do the same thing. If our father is a lover of people, we love people. If our father is a lover of sinners, we also love sinners. Are you following me? There is no hatred in our father, so we cannot hate. We must also love our father just as he loves the world. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. So we must do what we see our father do. Amen. We must do what we see our father do. Amen. That's why Jesus said in John 14, 12, he said, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do. Why? Because I go to my father. Someone said greater works. It's our season to do greater works. From today, you will be operating in the supernatural. I said from today, you will be operating in the supernatural in the name of Jesus. That's why Jesus said have faith in God. Don't put your faith in the currency. Don't put your faith in the economy. Don't put your faith in your business. Don't put your faith in your car. Don't put your faith in your house. Never put your faith in anything except God. I love my wife so much. She loves me so much. But 
the day we got married, I said to her that never put me number one in your life. God must be number one in your life. My wife is not number one in my life. God is number one. He is the center. Without him, there is no wife or husband. My faith is not in my wife. My faith is in God. And so far as my faith is in God, I know that my wife and myself, we are rest assured. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You see, many people put their faith in, in, in men and then when they are disappointed, they say, oh, I'm going to drink poison and die. Please don't drink poison and die. Don't die. Hallelujah. Put your faith in God. No matter how rich you are today, money will fail. Economies will fail. Men will fail. Men will disappoint you. But put your faith in God. Put your faith in God. Because God cannot disappoint you. Men might fail you. Systems might fail you. Your boss might have disappointed you. But if you put your faith in God, God will turn things around for you. So put your faith in God. Don't put your faith in man. It's so sad that many Christians put their faith in man. We even put our faith in pastors. No. You don't put your faith in me. I'm a man just like you. I'm not God. No, I'm not God. So you don't put your faith in man. Never put your faith in a pastor. Put your faith in God. That's why when we come here, I open the Bible and I point you to Jesus. I point you to God. Because, you see, I might tell you, I'll see you tomorrow at 10 o'clock. My train might have disappointed me. My car might have failed. So I might come late. But God, he is an on-time God. He's always on time. Trust me. Listen, listen. You might have the best watch. What's the best watch in the world? Rolex. How many of you wear Rolex? Okay, let's see. Let's see. He's wearing nothing. He says he's wearing Rolex. Now listen, no matter the best watch you're wearing, someone say, Pastor, where's your watch? I don't need watch to be on time. I'm always on time. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now listen to me, no matter the best watch you wear and that watch tells you that it is 11 o'clock. Listen carefully. Now if God gives you an assurance that I'm going to come to your house at 10.30. Please listen. I'm going to come to your house at 10.30 and you look at your watch your watch is always on time and you look at your watch and your watch says the time is 10.30 and God has not showed up. Guess what? God is not a liar. Your watch is a liar. Your watch is a liar. Your watch might be showing 10.30. 
They say, God, where are you? He's there. Your watch is the liar. Because God is an on-time God. Yes. He's never too late. He's never too early. He is always on time. He's always on time. I said, he is always on time. That's why you must have faith in God. Have faith in God. If there's anything I'm teaching you in this series, I want you to have faith in who? In God. Please have faith in God. Put your faith in God. Trust him with everything. Bank everything. Bank your whole life on him. Because he never fails. He never fails. They say, oh, pastor, but look at this person. He was filled by God. No, no, no. The Bible says that let God be true and let every man be a liar. That's why Jesus said, have faith in God. Mark eleven twenty two. 22. He says, have faith in God. Have faith in who? In God. Have faith in who? In God. In other words, have the God kind of faith. Put your faith in God. Not in man, but in God. Put your faith in God. I don't know how long, how many times I'm going to say that, but I believe this is helping somebody. This is going to help somebody. Maybe you are at the verge of giving up. I want you to know that you need to have faith in God. God cannot disappoint. I know where he picked me up from. He's never disappointed me and he will never disappoint you. Verse 23, the Bible says that for verily, verily, for I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Now I want you to understand this, that faith operates by speaking. Faith is a speaking force. Your faith will never work if you don't release your tongue by speaking it. Are you following what I'm saying? The only way your faith works is by opening your mouth and saying it. You have to open your mouth. So if you, if you read this scripture, you will see that three times Jesus said, say, three times. He's talking about faith, but he said three times you have to do what? Say. Now look at verse 24. It says, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Amen. Can I ask you a question? Do you have any desire? Yes. Do you have any desire? Yes. Okay, why just for one second, take a piece of paper, write your desire down. Write your desire down. Write what you want God to do for you. What's your desire? Don't say, I desire uh, a McDonald's. No, please, don't insult God now. 
These are something big. Because we are operating by faith. Jesus said, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. And what happens? And you shall have them. Have you written down your desires? Good. Now let me give you the secret to bringing your desires to pass. Now because many people have said, oh pastor I've prayed, I have faith in God, I have a desire, I've written it down, but it's not happening. Do you know why it's not happening? Look at the answer, it's in verse 25. Look at the answer. The answer is in verse 25. Jesus said, when you stand praying, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Oh, let me hear you, church. What do you do? Now, verse 24 says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray. So the only way your desire will come to pass is when you what? It's when you what? It's when you what? It's when you pray. Now, so verse 20, verse 20. Five says, when you stand praying, what do you do? That means for your faith to work, you have to forgive. Faith will not work if you don't forgive. Faith doesn't work in an an atmosphere of unforgiveness. Many Christians are harboring unforgiveness in their heart and they are praying and say, God, why are you not answering? God is saying, forgive. If you don't forgive, he won't forgive you. Now, do you know that God is almighty? God is all powerful. But there is one thing God cannot do. And that is, he cannot forgive you until you forgive yourself. If you don't forgive people, God won't forgive you. I say, pastor, is it true? Yeah. Shall we keep reading? Verse 25. Jesus says, and when you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against any, that your father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Verse 26. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father for your father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Can you see that? So that means if you don't forgive, God won't forgive you. And forgiveness is a big issue in the body of Christ. Forgiveness is a big issue in marriages. A husband will say, I will never forgive you for what you've done. I will never, 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 never. Now, the moment you say you will never forgive, God is also saying, I will never forgive you. And unforgiveness will hinder your prayers. Now listen, Jesus was teaching on offering. Listen carefully. Jesus was teaching on offering. And Jesus said, when you bring your offering to church. And you have something with somebody. You have fought with somebody. And there is an issue of unforgiveness. Jesus said, leave your offering at the altar. Don't take the offering home. (laughs) Leave the offering at the altar. (laughs) But in this case, we cannot guarantee 
whether the offering will be even safe at the altar. So you just put it in an envelope, write on it, please hold on to it, don't give it, don't put it in a church bank account until I sort out my unforgiveness issue. Why? Because any offering you give in an atmosphere of unforgiveness doesn't work. You've wasted your money. It's like taking a seed and planting it here. Do you think it will germinate? No. This is not a suitable ground. So when you hold unforgiveness in your heart, faith will not work. Because faith worketh by love. Faith only works through love. Someone say, Pastor, my faith is not working. Are you working in love? If you're not working in love, then your faith will not work. And you can't make statements, I will never forgive. I will never forgive what you have done. I will never, never. Come on, stop hindering your prayers. Do you want your prayers to be answered? Yes. You are not answering me. Do you want your prayers to be answered? Yes. Let me ask one more time. Do you want your prayers to be answered? Yes. If you want your prayers to be answered, what do you do? Forgive. What do you do? Forgive. No matter what he or she has done, forgive. Amen. I said forgive. Amen. I don't know, the Holy Spirit, this is not where I'm supposed to do but the Holy Spirit wants me to stay here a little bit. Because after today, your prayers will be answered. Amen. You see, the days of praying, the reason why some of you have even stopped praying is because your prayers are not being answered. Because you pray and pray and pray, nothing happens. You say, oh, this even prayer thing doesn't work. Why? Because you hold unforgiveness in your heart. And faith cannot work in a toxic environment. Unforgiveness is like drinking a poison and expecting your enemy to die. How clever is that? <laughs> you see a poison and say, that's my enemy, so I'm going to drink the poison and then you will die. Guess who is going to die? Of course. Why do you give your enemy free space in your heart and in your mind? They've rented free rooms. Do you have a room? No. I, <laughs> you don't have a room. Where do you sleep? <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, he doesn't have a room for his enemies. Praise God. That's what he's saying. Amen. Don't allow the enemy to rent a free space in your mind and pay you nothing. The moment you hear the name of that person, then you start having palpitation. Your heart is boiling. When we check your blood pressure, it goes to 3,000 over. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we must have faith in God and we must forgive so that our faith will work. Listen, what you say has the power to create your future. What you say, that's why Proverbs chapter 18 verse 20, the Bible says that a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. 
and with the increase of his lips, he shall be filled. Listen, what you see in your life today is as a result of the seeds of faith you have sown. If you don't like what you see, change the seeds you're sowing. You always say, I'm broke. Your children ask you for money. I don't have money. Yet you have money. People ask you for money. I don't have. I don't have. You become, I don't have. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have what you say. It says, it says, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. You say, I don't have, I don't have. Your belly will be full of, I don't have. I had this brother who passed on, you know, a few years ago. He, he was, at one point of his life, he was very rich. If you allow me to use this word, he was filthy rich. Trust me. He was rich. But he had one problem. Every time you have ask him for money, I don't have. Every time you ask him for money, I don't have. And guess what? One day, all his money just, just like that. He was not even a Christian. These are laws of faith. Faith operates by speaking. It's a law. And law is not respected whether you are a Christian or an unbeliever. So you have to understand what you say. You will never hear from my mouth. I'm sick. I can never be sick. You have your own theory. Say, I'm not a, a machine. Even machines break down. As for me, I can never be sick. Well, you choose what you like. Remember, you are empowered to become what you believe. That's why in my marriage, there is joy. There is no fight in my marriage. We'll be 10 years on the 7th of February. Glory be to God. 7th of July. did I get a February from? I'm thinking about so many things in my mind. You have no idea. When you are preaching, so many things are going on. Ten years on the 7th of July. No fight. She has never slept in the guest room before. I've never slept on the sofa before. Praise God. We have never done face the world before. Somebody say, what is face the world? When you get married, you know what face the world is. It's a pastor, so how did you know what face the world is? I'm a counselor, remember? Praise God. Never, never. There is joy in my marriage. There is peace. There's so much love. Every day for us is honeymoon. Trust me, every day, every day is honeymoon. Someone say, is it possible? Yeah. You are empowered to become what you believe. I love my wife like, you know. So be careful what you say. Be careful what you say. Speak good things about your children. Say good things about yourself. Have you not heard? Every time I keep declaring, this is a great church. 
This is a mega church. This is a, I'm telling you. You see, when I'm screaming, I'm speaking to five million. I'm preaching to five million. I know sometimes I'm hurting your ears, but bear with me because I'm, I have five million in my heart and I'm preaching to five million. Hallelujah. And one day your eyes will see five million. I said one day your eyes will see five million in the name of Jesus. Yeah. You'll have what you say. You'll have what you say. So instead of saying negative, say good things. Amen. Amen. So if you don't like the fruits, change the seed. If you don't like what you see today, change what? The seeds. Remember, Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love shall eat the fruit thereof. Never say I'm sick. Never say I'm broke. Never, never say, you see, you know, sometimes we even use this word, oh, silly me. You're not silly. You're not silly. No, you're not silly. Oh, oh, I'm so stupid. No, you're not stupid. You were created in the image of God. Is God stupid? Is God silly? No, God can't create silly. You are not silly. You are clever. Amen. You are intelligent. Amen. You see, your children might not be the head of the class now, but keep speaking over them. Amen. You are the head and not the tail. That's right. Our covenant in this house is Jeremiah 8, 18. The children that the Lord has given me, we are for signs and we are for wonders. Amen. That's why God is using children in this house doing signs and wonders. Global newsmakers are in this house. Yeah. I said global newsmakers are in this house. Yeah. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. So speak good things about your children. Yeah. Speak good things about your marriage. Yeah. Even speak good things about your pastor. Yeah. 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 He's a great pastor. Yeah. He preaches good. Yeah. He makes me laugh. Hallelujah. When I come, I live excited. Hallelujah. <laughs> you must say good things about your pastor. I'm going to stand in some corner somewhere and say, oh, pastor. Come on. I speak good things about you. So speak good things about me. Say good things about your church. When somebody asks you, which church do you go to? Tell them, I go to Solution Chapel International. We are a mega church. Hallelujah. It's a place I love to go. I love Ian. Ian, right there. Ian always says, there is not enough Sundays for him. He wants more Sundays. Hallelujah. Now, when somebody asks you how was church, you say, ah, my pastor is so good, my church is so lovely, the Sundays are too short. He preaches too short. I want him to preach long message. Somebody is shaking their head. (laughs) Hallelujah. So learn to say good things. Say good things about your church. 
Say good things about your, your, your husband, your, your wife. I love my wife so much. If any man look at her wrongly, their eyes, they'll go blind. And when you come and say, Pastor, pray for me, I'll ask you, who were you looking at? <laughs> and these days, it's not only men, including women. <laughs> including the women. Say, look, look, did you see the pastor's white dress today? I think it's our offering. It's your what? It's your what? Yet you have never given an offering in the church before. <laughs> you come to church after the offering is taken. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you getting blessed today? What a blessing. I don't know, but I love this church. Amen. Praise God. I love this church. Do you love this church? Yes. I love this church. Glory be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Quickly, our faith has unlimited capacity to grow to the same level as Jesus. Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 11 to 14, the Bible says, And Jesus gave some apostles, he gave some prophets, he gave some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. The purpose of all this giving of gift is verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Verse 13 is key. It says, till we all come in the unity of the faith. Till how many? Till how many? Till all of us come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, verse 14 is key, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the sleet of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive us. So when your faith grows to the level of Jesus Christ, nobody is able to deceive you anymore. Yes. You are not tossed to and fro. You know the word. No man can deceive you. There are a lot of deceptive people out there. And many Christians have itchy ears. We want stories. We want... <laughs> I, see, I see an elephant on top of your head. I had, I had, excuse my language, a so-called prophet on TV a time ago. In Africa, prophesying to someone said, this person is in Italy, right? And this prophecy was going on in Africa. The person has traveled to, back to Africa. And he said, the prophet said, I see a witch, a wizard from your house who has sent a dove. How many of you know a dove? And I see the dove has flown all the way from Africa to Italy to, to perch somewhere on top of your building. And I said, common sense should tell you that a dove 
doesn't have the capacity to fly from Africa to Europe. This is common sense. It's not an eagle. This is a dove. A dove cannot, there's no dove that can even fly from here to Birmingham. Not possible. It will die on the way. And people are not mature, so they believe it. They say, oh, so prophet, what shall I do? They say, bring your house. Bring your car. Let me stay in your house for five years and I'll deliver the demons out. And then they give it. You see, till we all come to a point of maturity where you cannot be deceived. You will not be tossed through and through. You know the word for yourself. If any man of God tells you tomorrow, meet me at the beach, five o'clock, for a, a, a spiritual bath, you know it is not biblical. <laughs> meet you where? You don't meet no man. Yes. Are you following what I'm saying? So our faith has an unlimited capacity to grow to the same level of Jesus. Quickly as we get ready to close. How do I experience and walk in the supernatural? How do I experience and walk in the supernatural? Number one, you have to understand you came from a supernatural source. Number one, understand that you came from a supernatural source. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 and 27. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. The Bible says, and God said, look at God, acting on faith. And God said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness. Now notice that carefully. This is a very interesting combination of words. He said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness. In our own image, after our likeness. And let them have dominion. That's God. God have dominion. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. So those of you who are scared of fish, I don't know who gave birth to you. You see a tilapia and then you start running. I don't know who gave birth to you. It says, and the fowl of the air. My wife is a culprit of that one. She's scared of live chicken. She loves chicken, but she's scared of a live chicken. She can't stand a live chicken. So don't bring a live chicken to a house on Christmas Day. My wife will chase you out. Kill it, dress it up, and bring it. She'll love it. And so you have dominion over the fowl of the earth over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image and in the image of God created him, male and female created he them. So that means the man and the woman were made in the image of God and God expects them to have dominion on equal level. So you have to understand you came from a supernatural source. Your father is supernatural. He made you supernatural. Listen, you are not an ordinary Christian. You are not an ordinary believer. You are supernatural. If somebody tells you, I'll show you where power lies, just look at them and laugh. Tell them they don't know who 
they don't know who they are dealing with. Because your father is supernatural. Yes. Is this story of a, a lion that was given birth to and then the mother died and somebody found the lion who, who had sheep. So he took the baby lion home. What's a baby lion? A calf. He took the calf home. And then the sheep started looking after the calf. And then the calf grew and became a big lion. And so they go to the river bank. They are drinking water. And then they see lions coming, chasing the sheep. They all run, including this lion. He runs, including himself. All of them run. Now, he didn't know who he was until one day he went back drinking water and he saw his image in the water. And said, ah, I look like those ones chasing us. We are the same. So the next time they came chasing, he also roared. And he joined them and then they started wiggling their tails together. Now what happened? He now identified his true nature. Many Christians are lions, but we are behaving like a sheep. You, you are a lion. You are supernatural. You are not an ordinary being. You are a supernatural human being. How can you see a cockroach and then you start running? It's coming, it's coming. Some of you, you know, do you know some people cannot even uh, drive past a cemetery? They're scared of ghosts. You are a supernatural being. How can you be scared of a dead body? If the dead body has power, it will be speaking. You have power over the dead. The dead cannot have power over you. The Bible says in the a book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6, it says we are above. Yeah. We are above. You and Jesus are seated on the same level. Amen. Same level. Amen. You are above all principalities and powers. Yes, no witch or wizard can eat your, your skin. They don't have what it takes. You are supernatural. You are a liar. Yet you are behaving like a sheep. Running away. Running away from what should be running away from you. I don't like screaming. But you see when it gets to people not knowing who they are. I get upset. The devil is beating Christians up and down. He knows who you are. But you don't know who he is. He knows how powerful you are. He is scared of you. Number two, understand the supernatural can only give birth to the supernatural. The supernatural can only give birth to the supernatural. John chapter 3, verse 6. It says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit. The spirit there is capital S. That talk, talks about God. The big God gives birth to a small God. He that is born of the spirit is spirit. The spirit can only give birth to 
a spirit. The spirit can't give birth to flesh. Are you following what I'm saying? Your mind will be renewed today. After today, you'll be able to stand in the face of the devil and tell the devil not here. Not this family. Not this child. Not, not here. You cannot pass here. That which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Verse 7, it says, Marvel not that I say unto you, ye must be born again. Verse 8, the wind bloweth where it listed not. Thou hearest the sound thereof, but thou cannot tell from whence it cometh, whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. What Jesus is basically saying is that the natural world should not be able to predict you because you are a spirit being. You are above them. I don't need a CCTV camera to say, don't steal. I am above stealing. I am above lying. I am, a, I am above natural laws. Are you getting this? I am above what natural laws. I don't need a law to say there should not be domestic violence or domestic abuse. I can never beat my wife. Never. 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 It's only a weak man that beats women. I'm preaching now. Why is the church quiet? And I know it's vice versa. Some women also beat men. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's, I, I know a woman who beats the wife, the husband. She will lock the door and throw the key out. I'm telling you. Are you following me? I am above that. You are above that. You are above that. You know, you are above that. You shouldn't be be fighting one another. You are above it. You are above it. We are spiritual human beings. We are spirit beings, amen? Amen. Number three, understand that supernatural can only only come from the supernatural. What is number one? Understand you came from a supernatural source. What is number two? Understand the supernatural can only give birth to the supernatural. Number three is understand the supernatural can only form the supernatural. Genesis 2, 7. The Bible says that, and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. And man became a living soul. So, God is a spirit and he can only form spirit. Did you get that? That's why when God formed man, he breathed his spirit into man and man became what? A living soul, not a living body. Man became a spiritual being. That's what John 10, 30, Jesus said, I and my father are what? I and my father are what? Are one. We are one. Hallelujah. Number four, understand you share the same DNA of eternal life with your father. You share the same DNA of eternal life with your father. John 3, 15 and 16. The Bible says that 
whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So guess what? You have eternal life. Guess what? You have what? You cannot die. Oh, glory. I said you cannot die. Because you have what? Eternal life. Touch your chest and say, I can never die. Oh, say it again. I can never die. You can never die through an accident. Say amen to that. You can never die through a plane crash. You can never die through a fire. You can never die through water. You will not die on the sea. No natural circumstance can kill you. Because you have eternal life. Can anything destroy eternal life? You need to go now. Sorry, you need to go, isn't it? She is traveling, but she is staying. You don't want to miss your flight now. Now, don't blame pastor. You are enjoying the message. Praise God. <laughs> Number five, understand you were born to live and operate in the supernatural. Understand you were born to live and operate in the supernatural. Psalm 82 verse 6. It said, I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the most high. Say amen to that. So those of you who have little, little gods in your villages and you're scared of them, listen to what the Bible is saying. It says, I have said ye are what? Gods. And all of you are children of the Most High. And Jesus even confirms that in John 10, 34. Jesus answered them and said, Is it not written in your law? I said ye are gods. Verse 35. If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken. Say I am God. God. Don't be scared. Say I am God. God. Now, let me ask you this. What is a, a baby of a dog? Don't say puppy. Just say a dog. What is a baby of a dog? What is a baby of an elephant? What's a baby of a goat? What's a baby of a sheep? What's a baby of a man? So what's a baby of God? Simple as that. Somebody cannot comprehend this. Somebody said the pastor is preaching blasphemy. Jesus said it. You are a God. You are a God. God said to Moses, I am sending you as a God to Pharaoh. You are a God. You are a mini God. You will pray just like your father. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I am God. See, some of you cannot comprehend it. Say it again. Say, I am God. You need to say it again before you can get Say, I am God. You are not blaspheming. You are God. That's who you are. You are God. I said you are God. And look at how God operates. Acts chapter 14 verse 11. 
final scripture and we close. Acts chapter 14 verse 11. Look at what happened. Paul went to this town preaching and something very interesting happened. And look at the effects. Acts chapter 14 verse 11. The Bible says that and when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices saying in the speech of Lyconia, the gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. Say amen to that. It said the gods have come to us in the likeness of men. Somebody say again, I am God. So if you are God, can natural circumstances beat you up? No. Can cancer destroy Jesus? No. Can Jesus have headache? No. Can Jesus have leukemia? No. Can Jesus have pain? No. Can Jesus be barren? No. Can Jesus be sick? No. If he can't, you cannot. Amen. Because you Amen. are God. Anybody who is disturbing you in your office, all you have to do is open your mouth and say, from today, I decree you out of this office. Anybody who is sitting on your promotion saying, over my dead body, you say, ah, you said over your dead body, I give you two days. You are going to die and I'm going to take over my promotion. Then, Listen, sometimes the devil doesn't understand any language except red card. The only time Pharaoh allowed God's people to leave was when God killed Pharaoh's firstborn. He said, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. That's going to be the story of solution. That's what people are going to say about you. When they see how you are operating, they won't be able to understand. They'll say, there is something about you. You do little and much comes. Everything you touch becomes gold. Everything you touch prospers. Everything you touch multiplies. Therefore, from today, I decree that grace upon you. I decree that grace upon you. I decree that grace upon you. It will be a grace from going from glory to glory. From glory to glory. From grace to grace. Let me hear a living amen, church. You will be going from glory to glory. You will be going from grace to grace. You will be going from abundance to abundance. From prosperity to prosperity. From favor to favor. From big to big. From better to better. In the mighty name of Jesus, so shall it be in your life. In the name of Jesus. Did you receive it today? Oh, come on, let's give Jesus praise. We are walking in the supernatural. We are redeemed to operate in the supernatural.